Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in today's episode. And of course, you know it's going to be a great one. Doug Norrie and myself coming in right after the 115-107 victory for the Brooklyn Nets to kick off the second round series with the Milwaukee Bucks. Big performance from Kevin Durant. Big performance from Kyrie Irving. Enormous performance from Blake Griffin. And also, James Harden goes down 43 seconds into the contest. He leaves with a hamstring injury. What does it all mean? We're going to really focus on the positivity, the energy, the response following Harden going out of the game in this one, and also touch on some of the things that we're going to want to flesh out ahead of game two, knowing that if this is going to be a long absence for James Harden, the Nets are going to need to find new ways and different ways to remain effective like they did tonight in the big game one win. We break it all down, but first theme music. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Nets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day, including a Saturday night leading into Sunday with the Brooklyn Nets leading the series against the Bucks, one game to nothing. I'm Doug Norrie, owner-operator DFSR.com. Need a projection? Got you covered over there. NBA, MLB, NFL, when that season comes back around sooner than later. All covered for you on DFSR. And that is Adam Armbrecht, who's been absolutely carrying this podcast over the course of last week. When we saw only one footprint, set of footprints in the sand, that was one Mr. Adam Armbrecht walking me <laughs> down the beach. He's the uh, voice of the Brooklyn Nets on Sportscaster, the host of the One Giant podcast uh, covering the New York football giants. Buddy, how are we doing? You can hear me stumbling already. There are so many thoughts going through my head right now that it's, it's <laughs> almost impossible for me to get the, for the, through the first minute of this open. No no better time to, to come back fold here as the Nets. Listen, the 115-107 victory does not do, I think, this game justice for a myriad of different reasons. It's awesome, obviously, getting off to a 1-0 start in this series. Great performance from Kevin Durant. There, there's so many positives and... As, as I think has been the case with this team over the course of the season. A lot of times, some of the biggest and brightest moments also come with really big you know, negatives or pauses or potential downsides. And this is no different as James Harden, 43 seconds into this game, pulls up lame with the hamstring and exits early. I, um, at 7.28, ran to get something for my car, thinking that no game when they say they're going to start at 7.30 ever starts at 7.30, and because usually it says 7.30 and it's like 7.45, or if it's a national game, it's it's 8 o'clock, or who the hell knows, NBA can never uh, get this thing right. Um, I was walking back into the, <laughs> into the room, and I got an alert that Harden had gone down and instantly text you because they were in commercial break, just losing my mind. So we, th- we actually got out on the podcast to talk about this before because <laughs> I actually don't think we're going to talk too much about the Harden injury here. Um, we're going to focus more on the win because I think that is uh, the more exciting slash 
um, important thing that, that that came out of this. But obviously, I have to talk about this. Harden goes down in the first minute. It's the same hamstring that he hurt that kept him out for like six or seven weeks, uh, 21 games overall. Uh, they went to do an MRI. Kind of saw some stuff on Twitter that made me feel slightly encouraged and it might not be that bad. Uh, I'm just going to wait on the Harden thing. We're, excuse me. We are just going to wait on the Harden thing for right now uh, just to figure out what the length and timeline is, if the Nets are able to give it, and, and we'll move on from there. Because the real story in this game after Harden goes down is what the Nets do to sort of pick up the slack. The game for the Nets started one minute into this game, and from that point on, the new starting lineup, as you kind of mentioned off the air, then I'm going to kind of take your take your idea here and just make it seem like it was both of ours, but it was yours. The new starting lineup, the new starting lineup for the Brooklyn Nets, just goes out there and played as good as you could ever expect them to play over the course of the rest of the game. When the whole entire game plan got thrown out the window in the first one minute, and they needed to make up for their second best player. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we saw this in the first round series. Kevin Durant, you know, playoff basketball and, and being able to get into his comfortable spots on the floor. And we wondered coming into the series, you know, talked with Matt Brooks, talked with Kane Pittman, the size, the length of Milwaukee. But Kevin Durant comes out in this game and in the absence of Harden, really just starts to take it over the 12 to 25. Uh, you know, we always give out the stat line sometimes with 29 point performance, but specifically over the the course of these first two quarters. You know, Nets are trailing at the end of the first quarter by two, but it feels like they could have been up by 50 just because of that, the rallying that you saw from this team collectively. It would have been very easy to assume this is a lost cause for this game. Got to regroup, got to figure out what we're going to do next. Instead, you get these big performances, and specifically inside of the first half, because by the end of this game, Kyrie's stat line may not look that impressive, but he was 9 of 16 in the first half with 20 points. So he was there when you needed the two big stars to rise up and and get the job done to make sure this thing didn't get out of hand early. They both did it, and that's why the Nets went to the break actually up in this game. Yeah, it was an unbelievable performance. The the energy level instantly just shot up. Crowd, by the way, right? I mean, Barclays Center. I mean, everything... Everything just kind of worked in their favor. The energy level was through the roof. Those guys got those first few minutes without Harden sort of like back on track to make sure that, you know, the, you know, there wasn't going to be the all hope is lost sort of situation that I think a lot of people were feeling during that first commercial break, right? That first commercial break, if you're at home like we were, or maybe even you're at the Barclays Center and don't know what's going on, there's that's a moment. Like that is a very, that's a pivotal moment for this series, no matter where it goes. That first minute where they take the timeout and he goes right to the locker room, what the Nets were going to look like right when they came out of that was going to set the tone for the rest of this game and, again, like maybe for the rest of the series. And the fact that they came out and KD, like you said, got into his pocket and made sure that like sort of the team was on his back. Kyrie was very aggressive. The rest of the team was clearly feeding off of it. The energy level was through the roof for the rest of these guys, Blake Griffin included. We're going to talk about him uh, in a little bit. And it really was, it's this theme that we talked about all seasons, like this next man up. The, the KDs and the Kyries, those guys are always going to be there. Everyone else feeling like they can step in. It was just, I, I, I was up and I, I, I cheered multiple times in this game. And buddy, you don't—you haven't known me too. We've known each other, a long, you know, a long time. But you haven't <laughs> had no, haven't known me through like a lot of my like sort of hardcore fandom, which I'm sort of been out of over the last like five years. And then I can feel the Nets 
kind of pulling me back in because you you know what it was like when you started getting texts from me about the Harden thing. You saw you saw the like the the depths that I can go to in in the negativity department when I start really rooting for a team. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. Like <laughs> I had to check back in a little bit later. I was just can you clarify what that last text was? Because I'm just I mean this guy. Listen, you think you oh get I get low, low. and and it only happens really when I really care. Low. Like I only start get like it only the the lowness only happens when when I really start caring about a team. But the yeah no the fact that they came out of that first after that break, you know there's 11 minutes left to go in the first quarter, and no one else seemed down. Everyone else you know on that team said we are going to win this game. Starting with KD, you know, I, and and we'll just start with him actually right now. The performance that Kevin Durant had tonight on both ends of the court, because the defensive the defensive effort was nearly as important yeah. as the offensive effort, because he locked in on defense in a way that we haven't seen him really kind of lock in because he had to. He had to be kind of like a rim protector and sort of primarily, uh, not a primary defender, but like sort of like a like he needed to be the backup help defender for like so many plays and his energy level was so yep. high on both ends of the court. He got out there and played 40 minutes. Kevin Durant, uh, like this was just, this is the superstar performance. Can you keep it up? We'll, we'll talk about that. But for this game, it was, it started and stopped with him on both ends of the court. And it's the reason they won the game. One steal and two blocks does not do it justice in the box score no. in terms of his impact. And you mentioned it there because the Nets are obviously early in the series going to be uh, you know a little bit undersized or significantly undersized against Milwaukee. The amount of times that he was in the area, and we've talked about this throughout the year, and we I think we always thought it would be something that the Nets could utilize, but we didn't know when it was going to occur. And obviously, the playoff basketball is the the best time to break it out, and that is KD's help defense. He doesn't need to do it as much during the regular season, but now when the games matter most and when these matchups are favoring Milwaukee at so many key positions, the fact that KD has that length, can linger in the lane a little bit, can range back over towards the basket, especially on backdoor cuts or when your guys get in at the rim with relative ease, the fact that he was a presence there really impacted Milwaukee on the offensive end and helped give the Nets a bit of a defensive anchor to this. And it's a footnote to throw in here, as I think we'll talk about Kyrie's game as well. In terms of big, you know, just big moments that we caught throughout this game, don't forget, I know he ended up getting the bucket afterwards. Kyrie Irving straight up rejected Chris Middleton in the paint at one, at one point in the third quarter of this game. Like, that's where the intensity was. And you talk about the roster as a whole, but I think the reason why it permeates is because both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they didn't blink. It was, okay, yeah, here we go. Now it'll be the two of us. It was the big three, now it's the big two. Watch us as we start to set the tempo, and then everyone can follow right in behind with the energy and focus and drive that we're giving, to your point, on both ends of the floor. Look, um... You know, we got the new segment here coming to you from Michelob Ultra. Sometimes these are tough choices about when to make a, a call like this for an ultra moment. But for us, it's just got to be minute two of this game where the rest of the Nets just step up, put, uh, you know, Katie, Kyrie, and everyone else, they put them on their back. They play with all the joy, happiness, and enjoyment you could ever hope to get out of a team that just lost one of their best players. It just stood out. It just made it, it made the rest of the game stand out that they were not going to lose this game. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. That second minute of this game is the ultra moment from the playoffs so far for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, so obviously, listen, this is, we say, big performances from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but 
even when you have superstar talents like that, once Harden goes down, you have to replace him. It's going to involve the enigma that has been <laughs> Blake Griffin. I feel like I'm about to pendulum swing on him again. And as today we talk about the road to the finals, our NBA playoff coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season when you're getting a performance like you did from Blake Griffin in this one. The reason why I say a pendulum swing is because I had we we just finished. I just finished saying in the la- coming out of the last series, you know, a little bit of the window dressing during the regular season. Then you get to play off basketball and, and the truth is unveiled about a player and what his value is going to be. And then this game happens. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Blake Griffin, by the way, for for Nets fans from the Jersey days, you know, we talk about the things we hung our hat on and even into the early days of Brooklyn, it was, the, the you know, we go hard, Brooklyn grit, all, all of those monikers that you attach to this team. Blake Griffin embodied it in this one. Oh. He did everything he did during the regular season. He scrapped. He got on the floor. He dove. He, he, I mean, he dove around Bucks players to to get a steal when they were standing flat-footed on the court underneath the basket. You needed something like this out of the supporting cast once Harden went down. And I think a veteran like Blake Griffin knew exactly what he was going to have to do. It was his best game as a net. It's his best game in like four years. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. I'll tell you, I'd be taking such an L right now if I had you did you did the last two podcasts with Kane and uh, with Matt because I just uh, had some other scheduling difficulties and I know I would have spent so much time in those podcasts like just dragging Blake for like not being able to probably stay in this series for getting probably going to get trucked by Giannis. Man, I'll say it now because I would have said it. And I'm just an honest guy. Like I would have just I look back because I thought it. And I would have looked even worse if I had been given an extended time to talk about it because <laughs> it, he he was so effing good in this game that on both ends of the court, just turn back the clock. All the I mean, is the athleticism gone? Sure. Was the hustle there? He 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 was the, he hustled more than anybody per, any person on the court. He hustled more than most basketball players you'll see playing any game ever. I mean, the amount of time that he was on the on, on, on the ground, like you said, diving for balls, wrestling for stuff, t- trying to take charges, throwing his body in front of Giannis. I mean, hit went four for nine from three. Don't want to bury that. Like, well, you know, dunked a couple times, rolling to the rim. It was 35 minutes. I, I can't. I'm 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 floored. I'm floored by the game <laughs> that they got from Blake. Well, it was <laughs> it was it made it made it made up for everything. Even if he does nothing else the rest of the series, he's gonna have to do a lot. You still would have to give him like a really high grade for the whole series just based on this one game. That's how freaking good he was in this game. No, it was phenomenal. And there's a couple of things. The four for nine specifically, I think it's worth mentioning that because that's kind of the area of his game. When we said when you don't have Jeff Green, this is what you're going to lose is the perimeter shooting. So when there's an open look and he, he knocked down, I think his first triple then missed a couple and you kind of, you're oh boy, which way is this going to go? By the end of it, he has a beautiful performance from the outside, seven to 13 from the floor overall, 14 rebounds in a game when again, you're going up against so much size and so much length. But this was another, I think, reminder when, when you're, when you're podcasting and covering a team like you and I are every single day, five days a week, sometimes six, you never know. But you you start to really you know you nitpick everybody and i don't it's not even a bad thing you you try to fine tune refine how you feel about certain players what their value is going to be and when i when this game happened and harden goes out and you start to look around the court and you know what to expect from KD and Kyrie when griffin started having this type of game 
it, it gave me that good old-fashioned pure fan feeling of, yeah, this is our guy. Like, this is the guy yeah. that's going to come in and he's, he's going to galvanize us and help us get this home court win to open this series. Like, all of that raw fan emotion is exactly what I tapped into as this one unfolded. And by the way, we can stay on him and then also drift onto some other guys like Bruce Brown, who I didn't think would you know be able to have any business necessarily in a game like this, and his performance was not as impressive or otherworldly as Blake Griffin was, but it was still darn impressive what he did for you, and I only mentioned him as a footnote because you know we're going to go on to the guy that essentially one-for-one replaced James Harden, and that was Mike James. <laughs> we're not going to talk too long about Mike James. Let's tell you that right now. Uh, we can save Mike James. <laughs> I know he played 30 minutes. I don't know. No, I... I, I that was that was a baiting one. He was baiting me because I told Adam's baiting me because he texted. We were texting about Mike James, and I said as soon as he checked in, I just wrote back to Adam that I'm dead because I was so bummed. I was so bummed when he checked in when he checked in the game again. I'm taking the L. I was completely wrong about all this. No, dude, it was it was just like the Blake, like you know, he wanted to try to fight. Jeff Teague at the end of the game. That's how into the game he was. He was ready to be. As well, he, he should. Yeah, so that's my favorite part. By the, my favorite part is that the intensity that he gives you for the scrapping and getting the loose balls is also the intensity that overflows when he's like, hey, you want to fight, Jeff? All right, let's go. Like, it's, there's no there's no curtailing it. This guy is not focusing this thing in any one specific direction. He's just violently firing off his aggression and tenacity at every single person on the court. And that's the only way that, that a guy at this point of his career can maximize his value in a very important game. Yeah, man, it was just I, like I, I could talk about all these guys with this man. We we're, we're gonna talk. We're gonna do a full episode just to give a note about what's gonna happen here. So this is a bonus episode. We're coming here Saturday night right after the game. Uh, we're gonna have a more laid out episode on uh, for our Monday when we typically record. We had to jump on right after this one, uh, which is why. And it's one of these situations where we could do. I, I probably could do ninety. We could do ninety minutes right now about this game. That's how many. That's how many crazy things were going on in this game between the Harden thing, <laughs> the, the superstars' performance, the way the other guys stepped up, the crowd, like what you got from guys like turn back the clock games, what you guys got from no name guys off the bench for the Nets, um, what the rest of the series looks like. I mean, easily we could probably do th- like we could do Monday's podcast now probably as a full separate thing. So if that's why we're just like blowing through some of these, these, these storylines, it's not because we want to give them a short drift is that we just have an, we're going to, there's just, there's multiple episodes worth of stuff to talk about here, but it was just, yeah, it was just, you just go right down the line and you just, you got, there was all that energy. It was all energy, man. Usually this is like not the NBA is the the NBA is an energy league in the sense that you need to have energy, but the NBA is much more of an X's and O's make your shots kind of league. Like that's usually what it comes down to. You can play with all the energy in the world, but it really comes down to execution. Um, you know, if you watch like the Clippers Mavs series, is a good example of this. Of like, you know, there's a lot of energy there, but when you're executing and just like playing an actual game of chess, um, then that's like what's going to come out. But this game was almost was just like a it was like a pickup game in a lot of ways. <laughs> it turned into that right like really quickly. They were still executing a lot of the things they wanted to do, but it was just that the Nets were just fighting so hard in every single thing for all you know, for the next 47 minutes and it came out so clearly with all these guys. And if you're listening to me at, you know, we got this, when you're listening to me at one and a half speed, I'm sure I sound like I'm an eight speed right now. I'm like, I'm talking so fast cause I'm <laughs> just so excited about the win. But, uh, yeah, no, it's one of these things where we could probably just spend 15 minutes on, on each one of these role players. And when we got in, like I said, I was just, I'm, I wanted to throw Blake out there first because I, I know what my long, my long opinion would have been about Blake in the series. And, uh, 
He undid it all in one game. So thanks a lot, Blake Griffin. You did it in a good way. All right, we're going to talk just a little bit about this Harden <laughs> thing, what it can mean. Um, kind of preview what it's going to look like for the next episode as we preview uh, two, excuse me, Monday's game uh, for game two against the Bucks. First, going to talk to you just quickly about Rock, Rock Auto. If you need a car part for that car, don't go into the local place. Don't even go to the mechanic. You know you're going to get ripped off there. you got to stop at Rock Auto. It's online, searchable database, 30, 50, even, not not 100%, 30, 50, even 70% better prices than you're going to get in some of those local places. It's a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, folks, two decades. RockAuto.com, you can shop for all of your auto and body parts needs from hundreds of manufacturers drop down menus make and model of your car makes it super easy to navigate and you're going to quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle where they ask where did you hear about us on rockauto.com just type in locked on like our podcast network they'll know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and of course you know that when this game concluded back into the winning game one Steve Nash just th- started throwing out Bilt Bars. He passed those things around to everyone on the team. Because if you head over to Bilt.com, you know that you're going to get a great boost, energy, high protein, with none of that weird other protein bars, none of that odd tasting, what am I eating? Delicious flavors like coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brown. That has to be Bruce Essing. And also salted caramel. Examples like 18 grams of protein in most of these bars with only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar and just 4 grams of net carbs as well. Even as much as 18 grams in protein in some of their select gluten-free options for those of you out there like myself. You can head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% BuiltBar.com. Okay. So, as you say, this is our our reaction piece. We've got a lot of other thoughts that we'll get into on our Monday episode, but we we wanted to make sure that we, one, of course, mentioned the the injury because that was the biggest piece with James Harden going down so quickly, and then talk about the amazingness that was this game and how the Nets managed to still come out and get a Game 1 victory. But Harden and the hamstring cost him 21 games, cost him six, seven weeks, We don't have any, you know, there's not going to be any new information about this. Maybe we'll see something on Sunday and we'll, we'll of course, cover it on Monday if it comes out. But the potential of losing Harden is is going to not just this series. This is this could be potentially long reaching, but keeping it focused to this series right now. Bit of a devastating blow if he's not going to be available as good as this first game was. Uh, I'll say this: the way they played tonight without Harden, like you know, independent of what the timeline is, they had to win this game to have a hope in this series, right? Like they had, like the way they were playing, yeah. the the lead that they had when they're up five, they're up seven in the third, they were able to extend it out a little bit. You and I were texting each other with the with the notion that there might not be some Harden for a you know, minimum a game or two here. How well they played and sort of how they had a lot of bunch of other stuff go right, uh, you know, for them along the margins. They had to win. So I want to start there. This was a phenomenal victory in the sense that like, they got just peak apex-level games from everybody else, so they had to win. If you're just being realistic about the situation here, it's a devastating blow. If you can't play the rest of the series, even with the win, I hate to say this, the Nets are probably underdogs. Uh, there's, um, and that's with, that's with being spotted a game. So we'll get into a little bit more tomorrow about why I think that, but um, 
like I, I started off with say by saying like they, they, they that they spotted themselves a game without him is such a huge thing though because it kind of like if nothing else buys a little time. But if you, I mean, look if any if James Harden is on your team and James Harden gets hurt, your team just gets worse. I don't really know another way to say it. Now, like there's just there's no way to sugarcoat. There's no yeah. way to sugarcoat that thing. James Harden's a top ten player in the league, probably higher when he's when he's fully healthy, and. If you lose a, a player of that caliber, your team gets worse. I just there's no the math is pretty actually simple on that, <laughs> but the fact that they gave themselves one game is great. We'll talk probably a little bit more tomorrow, but yeah, if you're if you're if, if there's a final takeaway, it's that you now wait with very bated breath to what the what the injury is, um, and what the time, even if they can give you a loose timeline on returning and. Like I saw a couple things online that made me feel okay about it, and with these soft tissue injuries, and this, you know, we saw this with AD, we saw it with Harden with this exact thing. This can keep you out a long time, and the Nets just don't have. There's no more time to have, right? <laughs> and so we wait and we hope, and that's really all you can do because to lose him is it's it, there's, it's nothing short of devastating. Yeah, you talk about you know in a game like that's put up in the the back end of the fourth quarter, I mean that's only put up 17 points in the fourth, and they you know cleared out the bench there for the last minute or so but it was really just kind of counting down the clock here the fact that the nets were able to put up 115 points without james harden on the floor is certainly encouraging especially against this milwaukee team the fact that and we're gonna more in depth but you gave up 107 and again some late stage buckets there as well so there's some some defensive things like we said the performance from from kevin durant you're gonna have to lean more into those type of performances but when you pull away a James Harden and you know, it's beyond the scoring piece of it. Cause one of the other guys that we just to throw him in here, obviously kind of the guy that put the last couple of daggers on this one was Joe Harris, five and nine from deep gave you 19 points. The, the points are there. The four starters, essentially, once you took Harden off the floor, all double digits in scoring. So you, you feel like you can not replace, but you know that you can lean in other areas to get the scoring, the facilitating, that you're going to lose from James Harden, as we talked about all year long. That's something that's very hard to replicate. And it's it's going to be interesting to see as this series unfolds how the Nets offensively look, how they continue to get good ball movement, who is handling possession to possession coming up the court, and how do you try to manufacture it so that you still get some of those rhythm looks that you had when you have a guy like Harden on point and then two elite scorers spreading the floor in KD and, and Kyrie, and then another sharpshooter in Harris. You, you've lost one of those pieces. And by the way, double down here. We're still waiting to get more news on on uh, Uncle Jeff, on, on Jeff Green, and, and how long his timeline might look like. I got excited by this, is, by the way, because he was wearing a Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt in his street clothes before the game. But you know, now you're taking another piece off the court, right? And that's the other thing too. These things aren't, it's not one-to-one. Every single one of these superstars is uniquely going to impact how the team operates. But you already you already came into this series thinking, boy, could we survive the Bucks without Jeff Green for two, three, four, maybe even in the entire series because of what he meant for us from a versatility standpoint. Now you take Harden off the table and now you start to look around the room and say, who's going to pick up these minute shares and how are you going to look to get a spark? Because for all the positives that we're talking about here in this particular game, there are a couple of other role players that, that we'll get into before game two 
that didn't step up in the big spot, that didn't come through and give you some really big minutes. And, and that's not necessarily on them because that isn't what the expectations should be. But the fact that you didn't get those performances, it means that on a given night, I don't know, you know, what is it? KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Most nights, you have a good sense of what they're going to give you on the floor. Everybody else, it's a wait and see. And that's kind of what this series could end up being as we move into games two and three. Yeah. Uh, we'll say well, we're going to talk more about like I said we'll talk more about it tomorrow uh, as we sort of just preview what's what it's going to look like what changes each team might make if there's anything left of the Nets to do here I'm not sure uh, what the changes might look like for the Bucks if they don't need to face up against Harden I think you might see some changes there talk more about these performances in general hopefully we'll have some news on the on the timeline for Harden so we'll be able to give a good solid look around that uh we'll have some quotes for the team after the game said some good ones blake griffin had some good ones too so we'll cover all of that tomorrow but like i said wanted to jump on for this quick episode it ended up not being quick and that'll be like kind of a regular episode uh, uh after the game here because it was just such a great one um and energy level still just insanely high here after, after a really really great game one win against the bucks all right we'll be back again monday talking more brooklyn nets basketball in the meantime make sure you rate and review the podcast wherever you listen five stars or bust rate and review wherever you listen. And be sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast where they're asking the question, was it an embarrassing exit for the Lakers? Get more of the sports you'd need in less time with the Locked On podcast. Follow the Locked On podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast needs fulfilled. And hey, I can be just as non-competitive as anybody. Matter of fact, I'm the most non-competitive. So I win. Peter Griffin. Oh, one of the all-time great poets. All right, we'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball.